All right, here we go. Teaching a Rockstar Podcast. Beth Fuller. Man. This lady is unbelievable. She's got like every accolade known to teaching. I'm going to give her a call. We're going to see what she's all about. Beth Fuller, Kentucky. Man, that's a beautiful state. If you haven't been to Kentucky, man, you got to go check it out. It's unreal. All right, Beth Fuller. Oh, that looks like Beth Fuller. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. So now I hear in Kentucky, you guys got some weather going on. Is that true? Yeah, a bunch of snow. Well, really, it's nothing yet. It just looks like rain, but it's supposed to turn over to snow tonight. Well, I'm here to tell you, in here in Houston, Texas, that snow thing, that's that's like a natural disaster. I mean, if it, <laughs> if it snows, you would think aliens are coming. You know, it's, it's like, like that here, too. I, they canceled my meeting tonight, and it's not even supposed to be bad till 9 or 10, so... Yeah, in fact, you know, I think one of the very first times we came to Kentucky, we had, there was like this big ice storm, and we ended up having to cancel, and then I think you guys missed, this is maybe like two or three years ago, you guys missed, I mean, weeks of school, or some of them did, you know, because oh, the power yeah. was out and all that stuff, and um, and it was you know, it was hard to make up, uh, you know, an event like that, because to get teachers to come back, and they've missed so much, you know, administrators wouldn't let them off again. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, you know, we, 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 we go to Louisville all the time and man, it's one of my favorite, favorite States. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it here. Yeah. <laughs> and of course every, you know, every, you know, every time I go, my, my son asked me if I saw the, uh, what's, what's that guy's name? The, uh, turtle man. Oh, <laughs> 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 like that's all he cares about you know i'll tell him man we we had a great we mentioned we had a great show there's a hundred teachers there it was awesome he's like, yeah did you see turtle man you know he's seven <laughs> so his whole world's about the turtle man all right so you've done a lot of stuff man since i mean since you won these big awards you've been on tv and you've done interviews and you're on committees you've got so much going on have you ever done the podcast before no. <laughs> well, I did one with a huge group. There was 70 teachers from across the state. Mm -hmm. And so everybody was just a little teeny tiny box at the top. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And you had to fight to talk. And so that was a lot different <laughs> than this. <laughs> yeah, this one is just me and you. And um, if, if, if you haven't uh, checked it, you know, i tell you what. When I started this thing just maybe a couple of months ago, it was, um, you know, I never would have uh, guessed that we would have thousands of teachers downloading these things and listening to them. But, you know, I think there, there's something about when people are just having um, just natural conversation about what we love to do with kids and teaching and, um, pe you know, people tune in and listen on the way to work. And uh, so it's been great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're going to be a part of it. Great. Well, thanks for asking me to do this. This is neat. Yeah, it's gonna be good. All right. <laughs> so, um, so if you if if you haven't uh, heard what what kind of what we do is, you know, I mean, you you have so many accolades and and just achieved so much in, in your short time in your decade of teaching, and you know, we'll 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 definitely talk about that. But what I really hope we can touch on is all that kind of led up to that. You know, your experience in school and and what and what school was like for you, and was there support from your family? And, you know, and, and was going to college expected of you or is that something you had to be driven to do or, you know, and then and then, of course, you know, your, your experience is coming out first year teacher and and then and that, you know, that kind of learning curve and then all those administrators that, um, you know, Dr. Hensley and all those folks that played a role in, in uh, your development as an educator. And then we'll uh, and we'll wrap it up at the end. Sound good? 
Sounds great. All right, let's do this thing. I'm going to play some <laughs> intro music, and we are going to get started. Teach like a rock star podcast. We have Beth Fuller in the house, Jefferson County Schools, Kentucky, one of my favorite states. And I'll tell you what, for somebody who's been teaching just a decade, we have an amazing amount of accolades and achievements. I mean, everything from Department of Education Teacher Advisory Committee, uh, a, a graduate professor, adjunct graduate professor at the University of Louisville, National Board Certified Teacher, Louisville Writing Project Co-Director, Award for Rough Rough Readers, Green Institute for Innovation, Creativity, and Entrepreneurship, and the list goes on. And of course, my favorite, the 2012 Kentucky Elementary Teacher of the Year. Wow. I mean, you talk about teaching celebrity. It doesn't, it doesn't get much bigger than that. So we appreciate you being on the show today. And, um, and, and Beth, Fuller, let, let's, let's get right into it. So you are currently still at the Atkinson Academy for Excellence in Teaching and Learning. Is that true? Yes. Yes. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I did see a, a, a YouTube video on I think is when uh, uh, Dr. Hensley did it before he uh, moved on and um, it was great I mean I've, hell I mean I, I mean I wanted to go to school there I wish I was in the third <laughs> grade to show up at that place and so first of all talk to us about that place where you were because it seems like it's a special kind of school it is it's a really amazing place and everybody who works there we just really put kids first and have a dream of all of our kids going to college and we're a no excuses type of environment. So even though all of our kids come from extreme poverty, we don't treat them any different. We have very high expectations for them and we provide them with everything they need to be successful in life. So it is a really special place and it's full of wonderful people who work there. Yeah, you know, I could tell, you know, just just watching the video and like I said, we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, play it on the podcast, you know, I'll edit it in later. And um, it was one of those places where you can just kind of, you know, every school has a vibe. And I always say that, you know, as soon as you walk in the front doors of the school and, and now that you're kind of making the rounds going from school to school and and you, you can tell, you know, that feeling you get right when you walk in and, you know, what what you can see on that video. Are, I mean, you know, you, that school where, you know, this Academy for Excellence, I love how you added that to the name, you know. <laughs> That you can just tell by the expression on the teachers that they they sincerely love their kids and they love that school and they and they they love being there they love their job and and um, so was that the campus that you started at or did you did you start somewhere else? Uh, I did start there. Uh, the school was a little bit different when I started. We were the lowest performing school in our state uh, when I first started there, and it was a, di a little bit of a different environment, still the same type of attitude among the teachers and everybody loved it and wanted to be there. Um, but it's definitely changed a lot and we've risen to a much higher level yeah, and expected much more from when I first started there. If you could put your finger on like one of those ingredients for change, cause I know, you know, change, I mean, there's always this recipe for it with, with multiple ingredients, but what, what would you say are maybe one or two of the big ingredients that you saw when, you know, cause, cause, cause you were there, you said you, you, you showed up and it, it was a different kind of performance going on compared to where it is now. Um, I think it's of many, many things that go into that, like you said, but I think one thing is the expectations um, the expectations for the staff and then the students, like they will rise to what you expect of them. And so we've just 
come to find that to be very true. Yeah, was 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 it was that something that um, changed with an administrator coming in that was different, or was that just something that the staff kind of rallied around and got the whole thing going? I think a combination of both. I mean, we did have a really strong administrator come in, but we had a really strong administrator there when I started too. Um, so it's just kind of a combination of different things, and then getting the right staff in there. You know, the people who want to be there and want to work with those kids. Sure. Because um, it's not the kind of place where. Uh, people didn't used to be knocking on the doors begging to work there. Uh, <laughs> and that's, cha- I mean, that's changed in the last couple of years. But when I first started, I wanted to be there. I did some of my undergrad work there and people thought I was crazy. Um, whereas now I think people are fighting to get in there to work there. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, what's interesting is I worked at a school that uh, went the other way. So we started out as this, you know, this typical upper middle class school you know every, every everybody's parents went to college all the kids were just expected to go to college and then what happened was you know that you know we had a kind of a new population and a change in leadership and you know, everything changed and it became a really really tough place to teach for and what i realized that um you know a lot of those teachers that we had just didn't fit in anymore because these weren't their kids anymore and it's not, you know, and at the time, looking back, at the time, I really thought that they were just bad teachers, you know. But um, now, you know, the truth is, now I think about, I mean, they, those were just the wrong kids for that teacher. Like, I'm sure they could be a great teacher at another school, but for those kids in that school, that was just a bad match. And, they, and, and of course, they, they, you know, teachers move on and find somewhere else to work. And, and so I think what you're saying is that in your school, that what you found was those teachers that – it's one of those places where you got to love those kids if you're going to teach there. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. And then, and so, and and so, how many years have you been at that school? Ten years. So, this is my tenth year. So. All right. So you, yeah, you, you have a decade into this thing. <laughs> and let me ask you this: Are you a um, are you a lifer? Do you, do you think that you think you found it? I mean, think education is your thing forever. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like I was born to do this. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I wake up every day. I'm excited to go to work. I love my job. And currently, and so you started out, um, I believe I read, um, a, a, you, you were a third grade teacher, kind of a, a traditional setting, and now you're doing some different things. Yes. Um, now I'm a demonstration site teacher. So my classroom is open for other teachers to come watch me teach and administrators to watch me teach. And then I work with the most struggling students in the third grade. So the kids who aren't on grade level and who are struggling in a typical classroom setting. Yeah. Okay. So, so there is some, um, just kind of observational professional development going on that, that you kind of, um, let other educators come in, kind of see what you're doing. They can learn from you and go back. Yes. Yes. How does that work out? Do, do, uh, do a teachers feel, um, I mean, I'm sure you make it a very uh, open environment in which that they can come visit. But do you, do you find that most teachers are interested in coming to visit and see what's going on and maybe learn some new things? Um, I think so. It just depends. But usually, yes. And, you know, I feel like the model was kind of formed in the sense that if I can do it with the most struggling kids, then anybody can do it in their classroom, too. And so kind of having that positive attitude of, you know, you can try out something that I've tried out and see if it works too. And we've had a lot of other schools come in to watch us as well. So other schools have come in and then duplicated the things that I'm doing in my classroom too. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because not every school believes in that concept of taking those most struggling 
kids and put them, you know, with a great teacher, a lot of them kind of spread them out. You know, where mm-hmm. they, they don't, you know, they, you know, they don't want to keep them all in one room together. You know, they kind of want to dilute the population <laughs> a little bit, you know, and, right. and share them among all the teachers. But you find that it works for you in in your school with 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 all the administrators and the other teachers that you have in place. Right. It really does work. And my former principal, Doobie Hensley, it was his model. He kind of created it and came up with the concept. And he thought, I've got to put my strongest teachers with my weakest students and the ones who need help the most. So there's also some other demonstration site teachers in my school as well at different grade levels. Now, how long was he there? Five years. Yeah. And 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 that and would would you say that you learned a lot from uh, him being there as a part of the team? Oh, Yes, definitely. Yes. He's made me into the teacher that I am today, for sure. You know, I saw something that he was talking about, and I can't remember the quote exactly. And it was, um, he's at the Department of Education, right? And now? He's actually, he was at the Department of Education last year, and he's come back to our district, and he's our chief academic officer for all of Jefferson County. Oh, okay. You know, he's, so he's right under the superintendent. <laughs> he's, he's got the office next door, huh? <laughs> you know, I saw I saw what he was talking about. It was an interview he did, and it was on YouTube. And I believe the concept was, I don't have like it real clear in my head, but he was talking about how, you know, traditionally with kids, you know, they have to have all this um, achievement for them to have this sense of a belonging in the school where, you know, you know you've got to win some award and then you get the trophy or you have to get an A plus and then you get your work on the wall or you have to have a great piece of art in the art room and then it gets displayed in the front office you know and then but but he was talking about where he believes in this you know that you know it's backwards you know psychologically and also emotionally for kids where you know first there has to be that sense of belonging and then that's going to result in the achievement right right and that's a philosophy he instilled in all of us and in our entire school like one thing we did was we took all the kids pictures and hung them outside of our classroom and do that right away from the very beginning and then establish that sense of belonging in the whole school, but also within our classrooms. And um, that philosophy transferred over to all of us as well. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that you can tell that obviously gets it. You know, I mean, it, it seems to be, you know, I mean, there's some administrators that, um, that I have met that, you know, I, I'm, you know, I don't know their teaching background or where they started, but it just, you know, maybe after years they've possibly have lost touch you know, with education and what, what really happens in classroom with kids. But I mean, there's a, I mean, that, I mean, that, that dude, he gets it, you know, he's still in touch. He still believes in the kids. And, you know, I saw him on the video with his microphone and, you know, leading that, but do you guys have like a, you know, a pledge, the uh, school pledge? I mean, that's, that yeah. thing is beautiful. Yes. Yes. We do that every day. I know it's, it's good. I mean, I'm glad to hear he's back in the district. You know, every, every time I hear like somebody moves to the state level, I thought, I think, Oh man, I mean, it's great that they, for, you know, for their career, but I always think about kids and teachers that, you know, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's a loss, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. He is the real deal. And he grew up in poverty himself and he, it was teachers that changed his life. And so he's truly passionate about the art of education and really believes in teachers. Yeah. Too. That's true. You know, it is the art of education. I, you know, I, I, you know, I love that you say that because at that administrative level, I mean, a lot of times it becomes a business, but I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, to really get it, you have to remember that this thing, I mean, there's a whole lot of art to what we do to change the lives of kids. All right. So let's, let's, let's talk about you. Let's, so you were, 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 were you one of those growing up that, that, um, knew you wanted to be a teacher i mean like where i mean were you playing school in the bedroom with your friends <laughs> yes. and leading classes yes and- 
my poor sisters, I used to make them play school every summer when we didn't have school. And yes, I always, always wanted to be a teacher. My mom was a teacher. She taught preschool when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And so she would give me her like lesson plan books and teacher books and stuff that she had. And I just loved that. So yes, I've always wanted to be a teacher. And so in elementary school, you knew it. And then, and then you <laughs> went to middle school and then junior high and then high school. So were, were you pretty successful academically going through? Um, yes, I didn't always have the best teachers. Like I had a terrible, terrible fifth grade teacher. Um, and I still think about her often because I don't ever want anybody to feel the way she made me feel about school. I hated fifth grade. Um, but I always was very successful in school because of my parents. A lot of it was there supporting me no matter what type of teachers I had. And then my, I went to a really great high school and had some really great high school teachers and things too. Mm -hmm. But I always loved school. I enjoyed school, except for that one year. Right. And so in fifth grade, what, you know, it, I think it's so interesting. And um, it, it, it's not only interesting, but I think it's, 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 it's often sad that, that we, we as educators, we, you know, if, typically if you're a teacher, you had some great teachers along the way. But also we have all had teachers that just weren't the best. And, and <laughs> it's interesting how, like, here you are. And now what are you? You're what? In your early 30s, I would think. And, and you can think back to, I mean, we're talking more than 20 years ago yeah. and you can still clearly remember that teacher. Right. I mean, I can remember things she said to me and how I felt and where I sat when things happened. And so, yeah, it's amazing the impact that a teacher has positive and negative. Yeah. Every that, I mean, that's what we always say. We always say, I mean, educate, if you're teaching, you are going to have a monumental impact in the life of the kid. The only question is, is it positive or negative? It's going to be one way or the other. It's going to be monumental, but it's us to us, you know, it's up to us to figure out which one we want that to be. And, and so you can still remember how you felt in that classroom. And, and I bet that you have, because of where you teach, I've, I've bet that you have some kids come into your school that transfer in that have had an experience like that. And now they have you as a teacher and it's your yeah. job to turn them around. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. Right. And so, and, and, and it seems like that's kind of your calling. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what you relish in, 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 in love is the challenge of those kids. Right. Right. I do. I do. Yeah. And so, all right, so you went to uh, high school and you're and you're doing your thing. And so I'm going to assume that in your family, um, going to college was just expected. That's just what you do. Yes, <laughs> yes. Right. And it wasn't no, like, are you going to go to college? It's where do you want to go? Where are you going to go? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so you had your parents there, and they would go to the there there they they participated in your education in high school, and you and and you were involved in activities. I'm sure at school. What was your thing? Um, I was in show choir in high school, and that was my passion. Cause, and that was the most fabulous teacher I ever had in mm. my life, too, was him, because I had him for four years. And that was my big thing in high school. Yeah, and that's a big deal out there. I know uh, I know uh, Kentucky and then up through Indiana and those states, they have I mean, like this, these like amazing show choir. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like right out of glee, man. It's these unbelievable performances. <laughs> I know. That was me in high school. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, – and. And so you, uh, you know, your, your, your parents wanted you to go to school and, um, or expected you, it was just part of, you know, part of being a member of the family. You go to college. That's what we do in this family, but that's not what's going on with your kids at your school. They, no, no, definitely not. They don't have that kind of parent support. 
Right. And sometimes I think the parents do want that for their kids, but they didn't have it for themselves or they don't even know. I mean, our kids don't even know what college is or if they go, they're going to be the first one to go in their family. And so it is, it's a difference. It's changing that culture and making them realize that that is your option. You will go to college too. Right. And, and so like you guys immerse them in this, in this belief and, um, and, 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 and once they're immersed in that belief, you know, throughout that elementary years, that becomes part of who they are. I go to college. That's what I do. Yes. Yes. So that they know it from early on, like even our kindergartners, they know what year they're going to start college. That's amazing. You know, I met a, 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 an administrator one time and he, um, he was a high school administrator in a small town here in Texas. And what he would do with the, his incoming freshmen, he would go to their house and he would take these two picture frames and, take, and they're, they're, they're both empty, n- n- just nothing in them. And he would take his, his hammer and his nail and he would go and walk right into the house, meet the parents. It was a smaller school. They had about a hundred incoming freshmen every year and he'd meet all of them in the summer and he'd go right in there and he would hang these two frames right on the living room wall you know, whether it was their house, a trailer, apartment, whatever they had. And he said, this one here is for your high school diploma. That one there is for your college diploma. Don't take them down. <laughs> That's great. I know. I mean, you talk about it every day. You have to look at that thing, you know, yeah. talk, living up to expectations, baby. There it is. And so and so, so what you guys do is you have a partnership with your school, with the University of Louisville. And, and kind of give me kind of give me like a little overview of that. How does that work? Oh, well, we have college classes that are taught on site. So there's a college classroom at Atkinson. So our kids see the college students every day as just they're a part of our school, too. And then we do a lot of projects with the college students in our class. Um, Like I might have an entire college class come in, partner up with my kids, and they'll work on a writing piece together. Um, like last year we were doing research articles together and so they would come in every day and work with my kids and then sometimes my kids will go to the college class so if the professor's teaching something like how to teach a certain reading lesson she'll use my kids and they'll come in and everybody will watch how she would teach a group of kids so our kids are constantly a part of the college life um, too and then we do we take our fifth graders every year to the college campus and they get a tour and get to eat on campus and see what it's like to be on campus too and then we just have a great the president um, is really Dr. Ramsey he's really good to our school you know he comes in our kids know him as the college president and um, there's just a lot of there's a lot of involvement from the people from UofL and they do a lot for our entire community and school. Yeah. Now, has that always been like that, or is that something that's that, that's in the last recent few years? That's in the last recent few years. That's one of the things that Dr. Hensley started, too, is that partnership with the University of Louisville. And they do a lot um, for our teachers, too. Like, they help. I have my national board certification, which you mentioned earlier, and they helped pay for me to be able to do that. So they paid for teachers to do that, and in turn, we have to promise to stay at Atkinson for a certain number of years right. <laughs> afterwards, which I would have done anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice little incentive because that costs a lot for teachers to have to pay for that themselves. Yeah. And I think even on the front page of, uh, of the uh, Atkinson website, they have uh, there's kids wearing shirts right there. Uh, think yeah. and was it say think something think college? college now yeah think, think college, college now, now right now uh-huh. <laughs> uh, immersed in it i love that and then yeah. um all right so 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 you uh, graduate from high school and you're expected to go to college and you do and um and 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 did you did you ever change your major or were you education all the way through 
No, I actually did not start in education. I started in communications because I thought I'll never make, I always wanted a big family. Uh-huh. And I always thought I'll never make enough money in education <laughs> to have yeah. a big family. And then I started working at a preschool while I was in my first year at Bellarmine and realized I have to do this. This is what I love. Yeah. Um, and so I switched like pretty early into my first semester. Yeah. I switched in education. Communication. So yeah, I don't know. I guess I wanted to be on TV or something. I don't know <laughs> what I thought I'd do with that. You're doing it right now. You made it. All right. So um, all right. So so you're going to college, and then it's time now in Kentucky. Do you guys have the traditional last semester student teaching type thing? Yes. Well, we did it uh, our first semester of senior year. So I did a semester of student teaching, and then I had to finish out the last semester at school before I taught. And then so when, that we start the school year with the kids. Oh, I get it. And then when you started student teaching, did that reaffirm what you wanted to do? Or, or were you thinking, oh, my goodness, I might have made a major <laughs> mistake in my decision here for this major? No, I, just, I remember thinking, I can't believe I'm going to get paid to do this because I loved it so much. And student teaching, you do work for free. Right, yeah. <laughs> you're actually paying them because you're paying to go to school and you're not getting paid. And I just remember thinking, I can't believe I'm one day going to get paid to do this because I loved I loved it everything about it and so did you have a, 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 a good uh, a teacher supervising teacher at the school yes I had two really great ones um, I was at Chenoweth Elementary which is in JCPS and mm-hmm. they were both fabulous I'm still certified in special ed so I had to do half my time in a special ed classroom and then the other half was in a kindergarten classroom and I had really great experiences with them they taught me a lot yeah I just remember thinking, you know, when, when you know, a student taught, I just remember thinking, oh my, I was just overwhelmed. <laughs> you know, I just had no idea how to pull this thing off, you know, and, um, and, you know, I, I was, when, when I, when, you know, when I first started, I was a band director and, um, and I went and taught at a school and these, and these two band directors, I mean, they just, I mean, they just threw me in there. I mean, there's no, <laughs> let's do it, man. And it, hey. yeah. And it, I, you know, I think it was, that's the best way to do it. You know, you just, you have to get up in front of the kids and you have to teach and figure it, figure it out for yourself. Cause you know, it's different for everybody. Everybody has their own little style and, and, and where they're going to run this, you know, their classroom and their classroom leadership style. And it's, it seems to me though, I mean, coming out, you, it's, I feel like you're probably maybe, um, it had more of a natural gift, like a natural fit for the classroom than, than some teachers. Did you feel that way? Like it just kind of felt natural and normal and you, and like this is where you belong. Yeah, it did. It did. Not that everything was per- perfect, but I did feel that way. I think it's just because I loved it so much. And um, yeah, I did feel that way, like really blessed. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So I did definitely feel that way. And I, one of the biggest struggles for me was um, I'm like, this is my whole life because you know how much time you spent right. <laughs> outside of the school day working on school stuff. Um, but I was totally OK with that because I loved I love it. So. Yeah, I mean, it is all, I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's a lifestyle, you know? I mean, you think, you, you think you're signing up for a job. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that's what they tell you. <laughs> but really, what's, I mean, you're signing up for a lifestyle. That's what you're doing. And so, and, um, and you know, one, one, one thing, but before we get too far in, you mentioned your uh, show choir teacher, and, and you said best ever. Talk yes. to me about that. Who? Who was uh, he that? was just his name was Larry Pittman. He passed away a few years ago, but he was just he was a wonderful teacher. Like he made me I was excited to go to school to go to his class. Um, he was just one of those people that inspired you and made you feel he built confidence in everybody and just made he made learning fun because I never really 
I like to sing, but I was never like wanting to major in music or anything like that. And he, I love to learn music from him and just the things that I learned from him. And I think it was just this whole classroom atmosphere. We were a family. He treated us that way. And so a lot of it was a lot of the things that Dr. Hensley believes. Like first you have to belong, then you can learn, then you can grow. And that's how he made us feel from the very first day. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had a guy on uh, on on uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. His name is Eric Jarvis, and um, he is the president of the Texas chapter of the Recording Academy, which is you know they give out the you know the uh, the uh, what do they call it? Academy Awards. And um, uh-huh. anyway, he uh, uh, not not the the, uh, the Grammys. That's what I'm going to say. You know, you know the you know the music awards. And he talked about when he was in uh, high school, and he said like he could totally remember standing there in choir, and he could remember like where the stands kind of creaked when you moved a certain way, <laughs> like the smell of the room, and like everything about it. It's just amazing how you know you can go back, like we said, a couple of decades, and pick out all those little details. That's mm-hmm. all about the emotion of that moment, and really, that's what learning's about. You know, creating these memorable moments. Right, right. And that's, that's, that's great. So, um, so Mr. Pittman, was it for you? <laughs> yes, he was it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I always said I wanted to make people feel the way he made me feel in class. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, you know I and I I believe it, man. You know, like like we say, you know, I mean, those kids aren't always going to remember what you tell them, but they'll remember how they you know how you made them feel. It's true. That's true. Well, and Mr. Whether it's Mr. Pittman or your fifth grade teacher, it's true. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So talk to us about you have all kinds of stuff going on now. Now, tell me about the 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 big award this. Now, how does somebody even win this? I'm telling you, I've never won anything even close. I don't even know how would anybody would even win this thing. So how does it work? Is it, there's a process. Um, maybe it starts at like a, a campus level or I mean, kind of take me through this. The 2012 yeah, Kentucky Elementary School Teacher of the Year. How does that thing work? Um, well, I was nominated by Dr. Hensley, and another colleague nominated me, too, that I was friends with. Um, so they nominated me, and then I got a thing saying, you've been nominated, and I had to fill out some essays and basically like a resume of things that I do uh, related to education. And so I just kind of sent that in, not really thinking I had much of a shot. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> so then I got a letter, you're in the top 24, and everybody won an Ashland Award who made the top 24, like just based on the resume and essays and things. And what is and that? Then, it's a, what's a, tell me the Ashland Award. What is that? Is that like a, that's just, um, like a corporation or, company? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. They just give out, it's the Ashland teaching award here in Kentucky and they give out 24 a year. Mm-hmm. And so when you're nominated for teacher of the year, you go into that nomination. So they're the ones that give out the awards to like the top 24. And then, so I received that, and then I received a letter saying you're in the top nine. And so at the top, this is like American top. Idol, man. So at the top <laughs> 24. So and then it was top secret. Don't tell anybody you're in the top nine. Really? Top 24 to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, but of course, I'm calling my mom and dad and right. other people I know. And then um, they came to my classroom and watched me teach and interviewed me and some of my colleagues and my principal at the time, which was my new principal. Uh-huh. Um, so they did all those interviews and observed me, and then they had an award ceremony. And we didn't know at that point if we had, if I had won or not. It was just everybody in the top twenty-four got the award, and then they just announced that I had won for elementary. So that it was is exciting. that's huge excitement. So at this whole this whole so you were honored, obviously, to be you know asked to you know, nominated and fill out the essay. You know, 
you know, probably, you know, putting it off if you're like me. I think, oh my gosh, you're like, <laughs> fine, I'll do it. And then, I even got an email saying, don't forget, you should send that in from right? the person in charge like a few days before. So I made sure I sent it in. All right. <laughs> I sent it in. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And that's it. Yeah, and, and so and so you sent that thing in, and so when you get the announcement for the top twenty-four, that's got to be. I mean, you could be thinking. I mean, what, what were you were you surprised? Were you thinking you got to be kidding me? What? Yeah, I was, re- I was really surprised, and it came in the mail. And my husband's like, "I think you need to see this because it had the return address or whatever on the envelope." I'm right. like, "What?" And so I, I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah really yeah. surprised. And then, um, and so, and so you get the top nine and this is a hush, hush thing, just like American Idol. They send you home and you can't tell your friends or family, but you do anyway. And then, um, now when you, when you say they come to your room, cause this is interesting, you know, I know, I know some other States I've talked to some teacher of the year where they, um, there, there was no, there's no, uh, you know, uh, practical analysis of what goes on in the classroom. It was kind of this all essay and referral and references based things, but they actually come watch you teach. Yes, yes. They came and watched me for, I think it was an hour and a half or two hours one day and just like watched me in my normal classroom. And then they stayed after school to sit and talk with me for another hour. And then they also interviewed some other people within my building. Like I think they just went to random people. So it wasn't just like my friends or right. they just started, they asked like a few random people <laughs> things about not, me. Not just like your that. lunch bunch, huh? They went, yeah, yeah talked to everybody. <laughs> I didn't get to give them a list of names. <laughs> <laughs> and so did you know which day they're coming? I did know when they were coming because oh. I had to turn in a lesson, like lesson plans. What a um, pressure! Like being observed by, like you when you're observed by your principal. So, but this is like crazy coming. though. I would be so because I mean, I mean I know I can teach, and you, I'm I'm sure you do too. Like you know you can teach, but still when somebody's watching, you still feel it's like always, yeah, it's always a little different when somebody's watching because you're well, talking to yourself. Kids. You know, you're talking to yourself in your head. <laughs> did I just pronounce that? Did I, I think I mispronounced that. <laughs> oh my god, you know and. But so they're watching you, and and how many people are there in the room? There were five or six. I don't remember exactly. They're, they filled up my whole. I have a guided reading table in the back where typically six kids sit, and I sit, and they filled all of that up. So I think right. there was six, maybe. And they'll come walking in, sitting in those tiny little chairs, and yeah. uh, and they're all dressed up in suits. <laughs> I mean, and my kids, my kids are used to people coming in the classroom because I'm a demonstration site room. People are always in there, and I, but I had told the kids what they were coming for. Right, so Man, I think they were a little on top of their game too. Yeah, that's <laughs> too. a good thing. You know, yeah. because you know, I, I've never been the demonstration teacher, man. If they all, all at five or six, and my, my kids would have thought it was the FBI or something coming in, <laughs> somebody's going downtown. <laughs> all right, so um, and so you do your thing, and and tell me your feeling like at the end of all that, like you're driving home from work. Did you think, man, I think it went pretty well? I don't. Well, I don't remember what I thought. Yeah. But I know that they said, because I have like little picture frames on the desk with the kids' pictures and like flowers at their seat, fake flowers. And um, all my kids sit on exercise balls. And there's just some things that like make my classroom different. And they had asked me if I did that just for show that day. I'm like, no, I promise those are always there. Like those have been there since the first day of school. And so then I remember thinking, I wonder if they thought I was just doing stuff for show that I really wasn't. Like I tried to just make it. This is a normal day. This is what I normally do at this time. So this is what you're going to see. <laughs> these aren't even uh, my kids. I don't even know who these kids are. <laughs> I paid them. <laughs> these are all here. actors. We brought them in from around the state. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I wonder if they thought that was not legit. It was. So. <laughs> yeah. And I did notice that. I did see that on the vi- So that's your classroom. I did see the classroom where the kids are sitting on exercise balls. 
Yes, yes, that's my classroom. Wow. Yeah. That is a cool thing. And so, you know, for I, I'm not sure, especially, you know, with third graders. That's like an ultimate test of, of classroom management. Like, <laughs> and patience. And patience. Yeah. And, and so, so, but, you know, when, when I, I mean, on the video, these kids are engaged and working and raising hands and, and participating and doing their slant thing and leaning forward. And, uh, and, but so, like, you would think they'd be bouncing around all over the room, but these kids are involved <laughs> and learning. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yes. amazing. You're the real deal. All right. So, um, so you, um, now tell me about, so, 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 so you win this award and, um, the announcement is made. And so, uh, what's the first thing you do? You call your mom? What do you do? Well, she was there <laughs> and I could hear her cause she was there and my principal was there and my husband and my mother-in-law mm-hmm. and I could hear my mom in like the back of the room crying. Like I just heard these little sobs, and so I knew it was her. Yeah, it was her, my mother-in-law because they started with a bio, like they said, our elementary teacher of the year, and then they started saying things like she went to Bellarmine and she went to IUS and she's been at Atkinson, and so then I guess it was like building up. They knew it was me, and right. so. It was, yeah, it was just, it was exciting. And mama's back there crying just like it shows choir yeah. or her concerts. <laughs> right. And so, it, hey, let me ask, is your, is your husband in education as well? No, he's in law enforcement. Oh, okay. Man, you got family of public service going on in that house. <laughs> right. All right on. And so, uh, okay, so you, so you win this thing and then immediately the phone starts ringing. And because I think I like the news has to do the story and you have to do the press release and you're on, you know, wake up Kentucky or whatever it is. And, um, and so how was all that? Was it fun for you? It was fun, but it was kind of like, it was just different, you know, kind of unexpected and it all happened so fast and, um, yeah, it was weird, but it was fun. It was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, all right. So, so let's get back to, uh, and since then you have had the opportunity to do some other things and you're sitting on a committee now. Tell me about that. Um, which one? The teacher advisory committee? Yes. Yes. Um, no, like our commissioner, Dr. Holiday in Kentucky, he really does listen to teachers voices and he's very passionate about teachers and what they have to say and really takes into account what we have to say. So there's a committee of teachers across the state and we meet a couple of times a year. And that's the podcast I just had um, a few weeks ago that I was telling you about. So sometimes we do it via podcast style. And then sometimes we all meet together in Frankfurt a couple of times a year too. So it's just a way to give, we can bring concerns that we have or questions we have or anything about education or things we're noticing in our district and in our school. And then he also will have certain topics or concerns he has and things we can discuss. And um, it's just a way for teachers to have a voice and that voice truly is heard. Yeah, I love that. You know, and um, and and you know that's that's the other thing I read on the website is is you know how you know I guess that trickles down not just you know from the state level from the top levels of education all the way down to you know to your school where it talked about how students in your school are are have governmental positions in the school. We're talking about elementary school and they're president of the class and they're and it says they're included on decisions that are being made in the school and and how fantastic is that? You know, I mean, really feeling like they have some sense of ownership just like you do now as an educator in terms of what happens with the state right right yeah all right and so now tell me about being the adjunct graduate professor how's that going for you oh it's great i love it i love teaching kids 
right. more than teaching adults. Um, but it's been a really good experience, and it's I feel like it's a way for me to network and learn from other teachers as well. So through our partnership with U of L, um, the dean of education asked me last year if I would be interested in teaching a course in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, and I'm teaching like during the school year too as well. But it's just I'm teaching a course on children's literature, which I feel like is my specialty. It's what I'm dealing with and working with every day. So it's a good it's good for the university too. I think to have or someone who's really still in the classroom teaching a class too. Um, cause it's real, like a lot of the feedback I got from teachers was they appreciated having someone that's on the same level as them yeah. to learn from too. Yeah. So it's been a really great experience. It's just one class. So it's just part time and something extra to do on the side. <laughs> like that's something you need something extra to do. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and I, and I tell you what, man, I think for me in, in the, in the universities that with, with which I've worked is I can see there's definitely been a change. I can remember, you know, I went to college a long way before you did. And, um, but I can remember like my professors, you know, they would show up and they'd have the bow tie and like, <laughs> they haven't seen the inside of a classroom in 30 years and, and they have no idea, really no idea what's going on. But, you know, now, I mean, the universities with, with which I've worked recently, I mean, these, these professors are, if they're not still teaching, they're, they're in, in public schools on a regular basis and taking their kids to schools. And like you said, having, you know, having class in schools and, and the whole thing I think is, is just, um, is, I mean, there's been a change for sure. And uh, all right, so talk to me about the the what the Institute for Innovation and Creativity and Entrepreneurship. <laughs> well, I have a reading dog program in my classroom, so I have dogs. They come from Paws with Purpose, a local organization that trains therapy and assistance dogs for people with disabilities. So I partner with this organization, and they bring their dogs into my classroom. So I have like I have one in my classroom just today, um, but they come. I have several different dogs and trainers who come in and my kids read to them. So my kids each have their own reading dog and that serves as their non-judgmental reading partner. So my kids will work and work to read with this dog. Um, and they do everything for their dog. Like they share tests with their dog. Um, I can get them to do anything if it's for their dog. So it's a big motivational thing. And then it just, it helps them with their reading skills too. So I started this program and we called it the rough, rough readers. And so I won an award just solely for that program that I had started. Wait a minute. So you have do- <laughs> not so you've kids on on beach balls, <laughs> flowers around the desk, and now you have dogs <laughs> coming into the classroom. And so these kids have reading dogs where it uh-huh. where the well, all right, hold on now. So you're telling me like there's this Labrador yeah. that, that comes <laughs> in and sits down with, you know, Pedro, and Pedro is going to read the Labrador. Yes, and it's so, well, it's so great because the dogs are, they're in training or they've already passed training, uh-huh. and so it helps them get out in public, too. It's good for the dogs, too, but the dogs are trained to sit for long periods of time. They don't bark. They don't bite, right. you know, and so they can sit and lay on the floor for a long, long time, and my kids think that they're listening to them read. Sure, sure. And my kids, yeah, my kids read to their dog. How awesome is that? And so, <laughs> and you said that this is, well, I mean, it has to be like a huge motivational tool. So these kids are working all week knowing mm-hmm. that I got to get this done. So, because my dog's coming. Right, right. And they want to be better for their dog too. Yeah. Like everything is, everything is about the dog and they want to be better for their dog and show their dog when they have done better and read better for the dog. So. 
right. my whole classroom, everything is dog, everything. Dog bones, dog paw prints, everything's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so let me, so, so you said each kid has their own, uh, is, is it assigned a dog? So, so, so typically, so you're, so you have a, a bunch of different dogs coming in. Uh huh. And some of the kids share dogs. Like mm-hmm. one dog will come in and then they take their turns right. reading with that dog. So some kids have to share dogs. I'm working on getting more dogs. Like ideally, I'd love every kid to have their very own dog and not have to share. Um, but right now they have to share, even though they get their own time with the dog. Right. Yeah. They just maybe share the dog. And how often would 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 you have a dog coming into the classroom? Um, once or twice a week, because they each come. They all come on different schedules. So uh-huh. Once or twice a week, there's a dog. So there's. A lot of dogs. Like, there's always dogs coming in and out of our classroom. And the kids just know, oh, there's so-and-so's dog. It's your turn. And, like, they just know. We do a whole presentation at the beginning of the year, like, how to act around the dogs. You don't run over and you don't pet them. So it's just normal for dogs to right. be in the classroom. So so, so at this point in the year, Mark, like, when the dog shows up, like, the whole class doesn't melt down and go, oh, yeah. doggy's here. <laughs> No, it's just no, part. It's they're just part. really normal about it. It's really, it's kind of, it's kind of like it's normal to them. So it's nobody really does anything. The kid whose dog it is goes and gets it and takes it to the reading area, and right. everyone else just continues about whatever we're doing. Yeah. So yeah. this is so this is a great place for these kids. I'm just I'm just thinking about these college kids there. They're going to be teachers and seeing all this. And you know what? Maybe you know. It, of course, it's one of those things that maybe you don't take everything away and use everything that you're doing but man just to have so many different uh uh, options like now in their little tool bag they're going to take away from college what maybe they might be able to do you know whether whether it's dogs or flowers or balls or 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 bones (laughs) or themes or whatever you know what i mean It's it's just um you know it's it's definitely not the typical classroom that's beautiful i love it Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, and um, and so and so, tell me, tell me, because you have you you've accomplished so much, and um, and and kind of what's tell me what's on your horizon now? Because I mean, after somebody wins the, these big awards, and and you've you know, you have these grants, you're sitting on these committees, you're teaching college, and you have all this going on. What do you what what's what, what are you excited for next? I don't know. That's a good, I don't know. I just want to continue what I'm doing and help as many kids as I can and try to affect as many kids' lives as I can in a positive way. So really, I'm just, I'm happy with what I'm doing. You know, I love being in the classroom. And a lot of people asked me last year if I was going to leave the classroom or if I was going to do such and such after I won. And no, like, I'm truly, I want to teach and I want to be with kids. And yeah. so right now, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. I love it. And so, and so do you, do you have any, you, you, you feel any like tinglings in your soul for, you know, administration or the central office or anything like that? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> not so much. Huh? Maybe one day, but right now, no, like I, not at all. Yeah. I just, I love what I'm doing. I feel like you have the biggest impact when you're in there with the kids in the classroom. And so that's what I want to do for right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's true. You do. I mean, I mean, I mean, you think about it, there's no other profession on the planet where, you know, I, I think, you know, just, just the other day, the, the, you know, the same research comes out every year, but now, you know, the research is, I saw that on average, our uh, kids will spend 19 minutes of direct FaceTime with a parent, 19 wow. minutes. That's, that's what, that's both parents combined. 
maybe a little seven minutes with dad, you know, 12 minutes with mom or 19 with, with if they have one parent, you know, and here and here they have you for hours. I mean, yeah. I mean, your, your kids are getting more dog FaceTime than they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's amazing. That's that is just such a fantastic thing. And so and so you're going to keep moving forward at Atkinson Academy for Excellence. And um, and and um, and now tell me about your new administrator, because, you know, I, w- I was a fan, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of did a little bit of research with uh, Dr. Hensley. And and now now tell me about your new your uh, the, the uh, new top dog. <laughs> Um, well, our new administrator is Stephanie Nutter, and she's new to being a principal. Um, so this is her first principal job, but she's come right in and kept all the good things going that Dr. Hensley started. I think she um, she knew what was valuable and what needed to be kept and wasn't one of those people that just came in and said, we're going to do it all my way and forget all these things you've been doing. So yeah. she's kept in place the things that really worked when he was there and then brought some of her own ideas and new things to the plate, too. So things are still going smooth at Atkinson and headed in the right direction. Yeah. And, and, and schools are still coming to watch and see what you guys are doing and trying to replicate it at their own campus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that's when you know you have something real special. You know when you, when you have something set up where it's just kind of this um, legacy effect where a kids. I mean, they come to that school and they know it's expected from day one because that's because this is what this is what happens here. Right, right. You know, you 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 know, you're you're not. You do the pledge and you live up to those words and you, you respect each other. And you know, I I know you you have your teachers on the video talking about how you know teachers belong and the kids belong and, and we respect them and they respect us and and then and, and and you have a new energetic administrator in there who buys in and it brings great new ideas and keeps the and keeps the ones you've had in the past. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, good. Hey, listen, thank you so much for being on the on the podcast. We we just, you know, I think one of the coolest things about what I get to do, you know, as I travel around the country and now and now with this is just meet amazing people doing their thing in the classroom and, and to find somebody like you who's just so passionate and loves her kids so much and um, and knows that, you know, this thing is supposed to be fun. You know, <laughs> we do, man. It's teaching this. This thing is we're supposed to have a good time. And it's just it's just been a real treat to, to uh, spend some time with you and, and uh, hear about what all that you have going on. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you for asking me to do this again. This is fun. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you again. Have an amazing school year. And hey, we're coming to uh, Louisville. Listen, I'm going to send you an email. If, if, if you, know, if you want to come to the little Teaching a Rockstar professional development thing we do, you're more than, I would, I'd love for you to be my guest. And, uh, okay. and uh, you can come on and uh, spend the day with us. And, and, uh, and you can kind of see what the whole thing's about. That sounds great. Good. Thank you again. Take care. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Dewey Hensley, the principal of J.B. Atkinson Elementary Academy for Excellence in Teaching and Learning. J.B. Atkinson is a very unique school. It is an innovative, brain research-based school that is a learning community where teachers, some of the finest teachers in Kentucky, work together to create a learning climate where students excel. We are very proud that our magnet program is a partnership with the University of Louisville. What we are celebrating today is the University of Louisville's division partnership with J.B. Atkinson Elementary. What we hope to do is to use the university's resources, that is our faculty, our staff, our students, 
um, and bring them here to the school, uh, their expertise, and help them help to work with the school to offer what their expertise um, in helping to make the school a better place for all of our students. We're hopeful that for the youth, in terms of the students here at Atkinson, they will see our students as mentors. Uh, we truly focus on that term of community here. We make sure that everybody feels that they belong at Atkinson Elementary. Atkinson Elementary means a whole lot to me because they have great academics, they have great things you do. There's a lot of learning involved and most importantly, they, the teachers find a way to make it fun. When I come here, I feel safe because I basically just like, everybody loves me and cares about me here and I feel like I'm wanted and not just somebody walking in the school. I am proud of me. I am proud of me. I am proud of my teachers. We have a J.B. Atkinson pledge in which the students say and we all say it together. Also we talk about and part of the pledge is um, to get ready for college and every grade level each kid if you ask any kid what year do you go to college they can tell you. We expect all of our kids um, to know about college, know how to get to college. We were the first school in Kentucky to adopt Literacy by Design, a research-based program that has pulled together some of the most innovative and research-based instructional practices so that our kids can achieve at rapid levels. We work really hard to open our doors and create avenues of communications with parents so that they feel they belong at Atkinson as well. I just felt like it was just a caring environment from the teachers, the staff, the office, all, all the way up. I always found that they were very willing to help. You have to have high expectations for kids because you have to show them that you believe in them and that they can do or be anything that they want to be. It's really a school family and the kids are a part of it and the adults are a part of it and it's all focused around doing whatever it takes to make every child successful. We want them to be academically strong, proficient or distinguished in every content area. But it goes beyond that. We attempt to help kids become good citizens that understand they can make a contribution to their community and to, to their society. We want them thinking about their own future.